0: Hallelujah. Another prophetic episode of Joel's Bar Drunken Glory Broadcast. We're in a totally new zone. We're in the extra virgin. Olive oil. So he said to me today, extra virgin. See the refinement and the purification and the filtration of the word of God and the blood of God and the water of God and the fire of God in the wind of God purifies your hearts and minds unto unity in the divinity of the trinity. Put that on repeat five times fast. Maybe 555 times fast. Amen? Unity of divinity in the trinity. Getting your minds completely renewed to unity in the divinity of the trinity. You do that by prophetic revelation. And it's usually the wildest, craziest stuff to shock your natural senses into the glory. And then when you're in the glory, to keep shocking you with electricity, with love, with power, with dominion, with might, getting up underneath you, not just eyes on our knees, but eyes on our feet, seeing from below, (laughs) so that you can glow and get in the flow and be put in the know. Amen. So that you can become the greatest in the kingdom, the servant of all. Utterly selfless. Not even aware that you are even a self whatsoever. Only aware of the Father's ability flowing through you in perfect unity, divinity of the Trinity. And it comes from the feet up. It's from below. Jesus Christ said, I'm coming like a thief in the night. You'll miss me if you're not humble. You'll miss everything he's doing in this day without Moses-like humility. Total selflessness. So if you have a little bit of humility, get great, big humility. And you do that by drinking yourself stupid. You do that by bellying up to the bar of heaven and just saying no to head, yes to heart. And what that will do is will transfigure your head in the Father's headship. Because what you're saying no to is Satan and the leadership of the carnal mind, and you're saying yes to Jesus and the leadership of the Lamb on the throne. The chief shepherd who soon shall appear through you before he comes to you. Amen? How does he come through you? By humbling yourself so you can be exalted. Where are you being exalted? Into the celestial realm, both the third heaven and the the second heaven. It's true. You have to be lifted up into the heavens. No longer on the earth. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, but there's no woe to those that are in the heavens. Not in Revelation. Mm -mm. Woe only to the inhabitants of the earth because Satan has been thrown down to you and he's angry because his time is short. Because he used to have dominion in the celestial realm. Now he has nothing in the celestial realm. Now he's limited to the dust and dirt realm. Now he's limited to the terrestrial plane, no longer the celestial plane. Amen. And how did we take the celestial realm? We woke up to our divinity in the unity of the Trinity. We counted our lives as nothing for the sake of knowing him and experiencing his own love between the Spirit and the Father. It's very important. You must know the Spirit and the Father. You must know the Lord Jesus. You must know the Godhead in you. You must attach your mind to the divinity of the Godhead already placed inside you. Amen? And that means you detach from everything that's outside you. Spiritually, that pretends to be Jesus. You have to detach from religion. You have to detach from all education that's not prophetic. Everything you've ever learned about God, His Son, and His kingdom that's not in the spirit of prophecy has to be unlearned. Because when prophetics greater than what you've learned come around, everything you've not learned prophetically will bite at it with the sting of death because you've learned it from a dead spirit. You've learned it from a religious spirit. Everything not prophetic is not alive. This is beyond extreme prophetic. This is plus ultra. This is God the Father's level of prophetics where he's perfectly alive in everything he does and says all the time effortlessly because that's who he is. See prophecy exists until you're built up into the unity of the divinity of the trinity and then all prophecies fulfilled. And listen, there's like almost nobody built up that high yet. We're here to build you up that high. So you fully manifest your Godship. So you can fully manifest your individual Godcraft in the unity of the brethren in the heavenly realm. You're never going to have unity on the earth realm. Never. It's not possible. It's nowhere in the Bible. Unity is only on the top of the mountain, the mountain of transfiguration. There's no unity in the earth dimension. There's no unity in the dust. There's no unity in doctrine. There's no unity in theology. There's only unity in the love glory in the total sacrifice of selfishness to love others more highly than yourself. Submitting to others out of reverence for a Christ, Paul called it. Paul, the greatest apostle in the world, you know, he's greater than Caesar. He's in Caesar's palace. Gradients from Caesar's palace. Philippians chapter 4 says, listen you guys, and he's still submitting to others. He's submitting to infants in Christ. Know-it-alls that come around, that just graduated from some prophetic internship, you know, and they're just all of a sudden the smartest people on the planet. And the Apostle Paul would still submit to them out of reverence for Christ, for the development of their spirit. Talk about perfect humility. That's the kind of humility you need to walk in. Sacrificing being right for being love with every person. And the hardest people is your spouses. The hardest people are your family. If you can sacrifice being right all the time to being love all the time, you will heal your families so fast. And that's what we need to do. Sacrifice the soul for the spirit's ability. Because the father's only love and the father's omniscient. He knows that they're just full of Jezebel. They're full of Apollyon. He knows they're completely filled with the seven principalities. That's not the issue. That's true. They're full of Satan's principalities, but greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. You can wash it all out of them by sacrificing, telling them you're full of Satan's principalities to filling them with the Father's love. Because even though one's true, the other is greater. That's where we need to go as leaders. Instead of pointing out everyone's faults that are accurate... Because you can see everything wrong with everyone at this level. But can you get underneath their heart, put eyes in their knees, put eyes in their bowels, put eyes in their feet, and lift them up with spiritual insight and divine revelation in, in their spirits so that they can be transfigured by the renewing of their mind with the springs of the Garden of Eden's sacrificial love? Because it costs you your pride. Every degree of greater glory and greater servanthood and being greater in the kingdom is the sacrifice of you being right. The higher things of God in the celestial realm is like, you're so full of revelation, you're so full of righteousness, you're so full of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but can you sacrifice it to become just little nanoparticles building up their spirit and letting them trample you underfoot continuously? The Bible says in Revelation they will trample you underfoot for times, times, and half a time. Listen, that's not a bad thing. That's how you produce perfect leaders. (laughs) I'm thankful for being trampled every day of my life. I don't complain about it anymore because I see what it produces in me. That's how you get olive oil. That's how you get wine. Wine and oil is only produced by the trampling. The trampling of dogs, the trampling of cows, the trampling of flesh, the trampling of seven principalities upon your brains, the trampling of everything that you're right about. It's true, and you don't need to defend it because then as you're trampled, as you're crucified with Christ, as you're a scapegoat for the nation of Israel, as you're a scapegoat for the Christian nation, then you begin to pour out all the Father's goodness into their hearts. That's how you heal the world. That's how you heal all creation. That's how you heal the 12 tribes. That's how you raise everyone up and become the greatest in the kingdom. Amen. The more you're trampled, the greater your power. It's always been that way. Jesus was trampled continuously. I mean, even his disciples are coming at him as Satan in the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The people that loved them. He had his disciples leaning on his chest and worshipping him. Even James and John. We, you know, John's like my favorite apostle in the Bible, but John, you know, he's, they're arguing over who's greatest in the kingdom. The sons of thunder. James and John. I want to be at your right and I want to be at your left. You know what I mean? We see these apostles as the mightiest men, but you got to understand their human nature is exposed in the gospel for our benefit because we're all like that coming out of our humanity into his divinity. Who's going to be the greatest? You're the greatest apostle. I'm the greatest apostle. David Hogan's the greatest apostle. Some other guy walks in the greatest glory. This guy, listen, it's all Trinity. It's all Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Everything else, just pride. Everything else will die and go to hell. Guaranteed. That doesn't mean you'll die and go to hell, but the pride in you dies and goes to hell. And pride is letting go of being right to letting flow and being love. (laughs) Only when you do that do you taste of the Father's true nature. That means you could be in advanced prophetics. You could be predicting lotto numbers. You could be predicting who's going to win the World Series. But if I have not love, I'm nothing. Because it's not about being right. Angels can see right. Angels can see all that stuff in the heavens. They can predict the future accurately. You see it everywhere in the Bible. It's not about knowledge. It's about love. Ephesians 3, 19. And yet I will show you. Let's read it right now. Glory. Glory. I'll go right into the Amplified Classic here. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 3.19, Amplified Classic. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge, which far surpasses being right, which far surpasses everything in the Bible that you have memorized in your brain. There's an experience of love that fulfills your gnosis. There's an experience of love that crucifies the carnal mind of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The brain is the problem. Now the brain becomes a solution much later on after you've brought the daily animal sacrifice of, what's the animal? The mark of the beast. Where's the mark of the beast? On the head and on the hand. What is it? Being human instead of divine. Being a beast, the word beast, the principle of first mention in Genesis, Satan is the chief of the beasts of all the field, is being a mere carnal creature, a mammal, a homo sapiens sapien mammal instead of a divine living being as Adam was in the beginning as God breathed into his nostrils. That's what the beast nature is, is the carnal nature. Living with your mind attached to your flesh instead of your mind attached to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ in the river in your stomachs. Amen. So you have to come out of the brain. You have to bring the daily sacrifice. You have to attach your mind to the throne. The blood covenant is not a covenant of your mind attached to an external Jesus. This isn't, that ain't, that's the old covenant. The old covenant was the external covenant to God on the outside. All the sacrifice on the outside. The new covenant is all sacrifice on the inside. Sacrificing the heart. Jesus only talked about the sacrifice of the heart. You'll not find one verse in the New Testament, in the Gospels, anywhere, except the sacrifice of the inner man. When you sacrifice the inner man, Christ is fully formed in you, and you are the temples of the Holy Spirit. You are God's. Think about it. Temples of the Holy Spirit. Are you referring to my body as Solomon's temple, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, Apostle Paul? That every one of us, individually, if we sacrifice everything in our hearts to God's divinity, has the capability of being greater than Solomon's temple, not in types and shadows, not in mirrors, not in smoke, but in the literal possession of God the Father. That God had fully realized, internally, with no veil, no separation, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, Jesus said, firstborn amongst many, that can say that because they got their conscience cleansed from dead works by the sprinkling of the blood so that their mind can fully plug in to the third heaven and reign through the second heaven. It's important. You're not just reigning from the third heaven. That's one of the things that Jezebel has robbed us big time. If you just keep it in the spirit and don't go after the natural, you'll die go to heaven and get slapped in the face. (laughs) I'm just joking. But listen, You need to die and go to heaven and bring heaven to the second heavens and reign from the angelic celestial sphere. It's true. You need to come out of just being spirit to also being supernatural in the flesh to a place where your flesh longs for the living God. People's flesh will thirst for the love of Jesus. There's a time coming where everyone in the world will value the love of Jesus physically more than any other drug, and it's quickly approaching. The Eros of the Lamb is upon you, where all flesh and blood will drink of the pure extra virgin love of the Lord Jesus Christ, directly uncut from His throne on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus Christ said eat my flesh drink my blood because he dealt with all this spiritual dumb crap every day or people just kept it in the spirit but they were living in the garbage heaps in the natural. Most of his people lived in Gehenna according to his witness in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John because they were so deceived by the religious devil to deny themselves in the natural realm and let a few hierarchy Pharisees have all the millions of dollars that run the synagogues in the world and that's how it was set up by fallen angels. Jesus Christ called the Pharisees the sons of Satan. They kept the people in Gehenna as they stole everything from the people. Nowadays, they're like itinerant ministers. The Nicolaitan sin, the separation from clergy and laity, not building you up, just robbing your houses and never producing godship and godcraft in the royal priesthood of Melchizedek because you are all members of that heavenly realm. But you're dying for lack of revelation because of really poor leadership. Leadership that holds you down and makes you slaves in the natural realm under false coverings. And then calls it Christianity when it's nothing less than Jezebel oppressing you. So that you never manifest as mature sons of God. Every single one of you should be gods in the celestial realm already. The reason you're not is because Jezebel in Christian leadership has held you down and oppressed you and kept you infants in Christ. 5, 10, 15, 20 years even after you're born again, even after you operate in the gifts of the Spirit, you're still under the shelters of not the Almighty. You're not operating as Almighty Sons of God, are you? No, you're operating still as mere humans, which Paul calls carnal Christians infants in Christ. How can you be in the Charismatic Church 5, 10, 15, 20 years and still be infants in Christ? Because you're still submitted to Jezebel and you haven't developed your true divinity and the unity of the Trinity. It's exactly how it is. And so the sons of God manifest to remove all caps from your souls for the heavens to reign the potential possibility of what you were created to walk in in the angelic heavenly sphere as gods, full godship, where there's no separation between you and the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, fully awakened to the Godhead in your hearts. Why are your hearts condemning you? The apostle says, if our hearts condemn us not, then we have confidence before God. How is, how is your... Because you're drinking from the table of religious demons, and you're listening to doctrines of demons and things that beat you up and condemn you instead of build you up and resurrect you. That's what keeps you earthbound, is religious spirits. It says in Revelation chapter 9, I heard their number, 200 million strong, Satan's army of religion. These are religious people with demons in them that keep you down. That's Satan's end-time purpose to distract and oppress God's covenant people to never come into their inheritance. Those who break through all those lies will come into full divinity in the unity of the Trinity right now. There will be an open heavens over everyone, and anyone that's not in love with religion will have the ability to rise up into the temple of glory of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and be completely sanctified to enter Eden's gates physically. Physically. I'm not even talking about spiritually. Obviously, it's spiritual. God is the spirit. But also the transfiguration of the brain and bringing the whole body into that continuous experience of the Garden of Eden on earth. That's where everyone needs to go. Full sanctification. And it's the funnest thing every day. The only thing that's being sanctified out of you is the stuff that's killing you anyway. You're not losing any good thing. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit don't have anything bad in them. Only goodness. Continuously washing through your hearts. Washing through your souls. Until only God remains in you and you can't see anything else except Him all the time. No more self-awareness. No curse of the fall. The curse of the fall is being aware that you have a self. That's not how God is. God's aware of others. Seeing others more highly than yourself because that's the nature of Christ fully formed in you. Sacrificial. Agape love. Every moment agape in, Seeing the need, meeting the need. Every need in society will be met by the gods. By the sons of God that are all gods equal to the Father. Amen? Every son of God is equal to the Father. Anyone that says otherwise is operating under False humility. False humility says, just God is God. But that's not what Jesus taught. That's not what the Apostle Paul taught. That's certainly not what Revelation teaches. The Bible teaches that you are the sons of God and every son is equal to the Father. Religion in you says, no, that's wrong because religion has your birthright over your head under a fallen angel covering at this moment. You say, yes, I am equal to the Father, even though it kills your pride. It kills all of your doctrines and religion. It kills the soul. Yes, good. Agreeing with the prophetic word has always crucified you with Christ. Disagreeing with the prophetic word has always let you be rebellious in in submission and obedience to fallen angels. You are only alive to the amount that your mind agrees and obeys the prophetic living word of the Father. So you have to get to the point where you're you're no longer getting beat up by disagreeing with dad's word. You're saying yes to every word that comes from dad. And your mind no longer can say no, can no longer resist the Holy Spirit. You're just yes and amen on everything. Knowing God through experience, in the experience of his love, in the springs of his living waters gushing like geysers with rainbows through your whole face all the time so that when God speaks the next level word, you can eat it and rise even higher. We go from glory to glory because our diet gets richer and richer. We're not feeding on the same food we did 20 years ago in Teen Challenge, 15 years ago in Bible College. I mean, there's nothing now. It's like eating nothing. Might as well eat gravel. There's nothing. We're eating on the strongest meat. We're feasting on the strongest word, the severity of the Father, the deep things of the Father, the secrets of the Father, the hidden manna of the Father, the mysteries of God. We need all of it, and we need to be able to digest it and bear its fruit to have the rare fruits. It's the rare fruit, fruits that will transform society. of song song calls them rare fruits. What are rare fruits? Total self-sacrifice and manifesting Godship and practicing Godcraft from the celestial realm. Huh. Truth anyhow. From the heavens above, raining down to the earth below. The heavens are my throne. Guess what? When His divinity is formed in you, the heavens are your throne. If the heavens are not your throne yet, you got some growing up to do by feasting on prophetic words. How do you get there? Feasting. Luke 15, prodigal sons. Whether you're religious or rebellious like the two prodigal sons of Luke 15, you came right into the Father's house, came right into the glory, came right into a prophetic ministry, began eating. And you grow and you grow until your spirit manifests all of his divinity in the unity of the Trinity. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get this message out to millions with your partnership with this ministry. Donate at RedLiterMin.com and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.